With all the discussion about Tupac in the news recently, uh, I think it was Funk Flex going at his legacy a little bit and um, all the old heads chiming in to, to weigh in and then also this biopic coming out soon. We realized it, it had been too long since we went into Tupac's filmography. So uh, the film we were originally going to watch, it turns out, is incredibly hard to find. Uh, so we went for Gang Related. Uh, depending on who you ask, this is his last film role with uh, Jim Belushi, but it's much bigger than just Jim Belushi and Tupac riding around in a car and wrestling. It's, uh, it's got, like, Dennis Quaid. It's got James Earl Jones. It's, it's a lot of movie around uh, just Tupac's, uh, you know, compelling performance, but much more to go there. Um, and also, the music portion of this is one of my favorites. We've, we've done it in a very long time, so enjoy that. And also, go to universityofdope.com and use the promo code DOPEBODEGA for 10% off your order. Let's do it. Gang related. Work from home. And by work from home, I mean smoke pot and watch Smokey and the Bandit with Anthony. I think that sounds awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't really get any sex anymore and my life's super mundane and I just got to worry about this 401k, homie. Instead, they're like, no, the problem is everything new sucks because these kids aren't as cool as I was. Thank you. You love Young Dolph. I do love Young Dolph. Yeah. You love Old Dolph, too. You're a big Rocky IV fan. (laughs) Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid looking like Randy Quaid now. (laughs) (laughs) So he wants to buy the SS Live Forever and go to Hawaii. Okay. That's Omarosa Manigault. All right, all right. Welcome to LV420, your weekly Xeno sesh from everybody's favorite company, man. And once again, this is Rumor Control. Here are the facts. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. the Carter Burke 2, a.k.a. James Killacamron, a.k.a. Danny McGhost Bride the Whip, a.k.a. a.k.a. Scar Facehugger. Over here, I got Anthony, a.k.a. Blunt Ash is a goddamn robot, a.k.a. Kid Fury 161, a.k.a. Charles Dans of the Mash Out Posse, a.k.a. Chest Burst Through Your Vest First, a.k.a. Queen Pen, a.k.a. Get Away. Away from her, Yibish, aka Bill Loud Paxton, aka Bishop Don Magic Wayland Utani. And we're here to talk about Alien, folks. Let's talk about it. Alien Covenant in theaters now. Ridley Scott went back to the well. Anthony, let's hear your hottest take on Alien Covenant. I can't wait for you to edit that <laughs> apart so tightly that it's just me saying anywho on a loop, you dirty fuckhead. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, sir. This is a momentous day. We've waited five long years. Prometheus was a slog, but uh, Covenant might have paid off some of it. Your thoughts? Um, My thoughts are that if it weren't an alien movie, it just had aliens and violence in it, you would have found out it was uh, worth seeing anyway, and you would have saved yourself the chore of seeing the bad ones. Uh, Suddenly everything about my entire existence seems to be a lie. I appreciate the bit, though. <laughs> hey, man, you get to pull shit out on me, and uh, so I have to pull shit out on you. That's fair. And That's I was going to feedback on the firing episode. Oh, uh, yeah, no, a lot of people hit me up. They're like, did, is Anthony really get fired? <laughs> I was like, yeah, and you heard me find out live on the show. Yes. Yeah, dude, that was um, that was an amazingly well done the thing you did. This, though, well constructed. Your pen game is strong. Spent a lot of time working on that. Yeah. <laughs> Bill good. Loud Paxton. Ton. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Is he the one that just died? I always yeah, get Paxton and Pullman. Yeah, confused. rest in power. Now, Paxton is the one and only man. That guy's great. Yeah. 
So yeah, I saw Hudson. I saw Hudson. I saw Covenant all whacked out on brownies. Nice. And um, yeah, it was almost too intense for me to uh, live afterwards. Like I was like, oh. I was like having heart trouble. I was like, well, I'm I mean, it is something fucked up for this. You were super excited for like for a long time trying to empathize uh, with I you. Appreciate your this. This is nice. It's something that you were really excited for, and there is that type of too high where you show up and then you're like, I'm not prepared for any of this. I need to come back tomorrow and see it in the I afternoon. Swear to God. And then earlier that same week, I went to this. This is another washed and weird thing you're gonna hate. Logan Noir. The oh, I the, saw it on Instagram. Yeah. But, uh, so I went to the, like the only screening where Hugh Jackman was gonna be there also ate twice the amount of brownies that i ate for covenant and so for um, a screening yeah for a screening i was too high to see the black and white version of logan and then way oh, too wait, high wait hold on so yeah. there's regular logan a movie filmed in color yeah and then there's a movie where they say isn't it artier if yeah. we just use an old television yeah yeah i know they they change it to black and white they hit that uh that black and white filter on instagram and then run the whole movie through oh, okay. it, basically that's exactly what it is that's and then they charge you to see it and they have a screening with the director the producer and hugh jackman in 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 attendance and i was two rows away from hugh jackman way too high to be looking into his beautiful baby browns beautiful baby grays baby grays you know what his what color? Oh, <laughs> I mean the real life human being wasn't in black and oh, white, okay. but but good job. That was like a Pleasantville scenario. <laughs> yeah, color is is a signifier yes. of innocence and lost love. I yes, think. Some, I'm the giver. Something around there. you or are. Something. You are a real giver. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a fun week of film going for me. I I want that to be a new part of the show where I just tell you something stupid and washed that I did and have you react to it. It's actually funny because because uh, we do that a lot. I'm very likely going to see a movie in the theater myself oh. in uh, two days. What are you going to see? It's the like the forty. 40- the black and white version of Mad Max Fury. No, Road. it's I like the it. 45th anniversary of fucking Smokey and the Bandit or something. <laughs> so I saw on Twitter someone jokingly posted it, but then I looked and I was like, oh, wait, I forget. We live in a city where people are always doing dipshit art house film things. So those things need to find a movie to play at two in the afternoon on a Hell Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the 21st and 24th. The 21st is obviously passed, but I realized, like, I, living a life of leisure, I'm going to wake up at my girlfriend's apartment Wednesday morning around 11. I can make some eggs, knock out some yoga, and probably uh, take a nice little walk on a summer day to go see Smokey and the Bandit alone. <laughs> Maybe smoke a little weed. I'm pretty excited. I love Smokey and the Bandit. Is Bert going to be there? Uh, no, but I'll probably listen to old Jerry Reed nice. the whole way. Nice. Uh, yeah, he functions as the. We should almost cover that one because that's like a like a musician filled. Take a snow day. Yeah, take a snow day. There we go. Meet me at a uh, ty- meet me in fucking yeah. Union Square to see Smokey yeah. and the Bandit. At yeah, right after. I get a promotion i'm gonna be like you know what guys work from home and by work from home i mean smoke pot and watch Smokey and the bandit with yeah. anthony i think that sounds awesome <laughs> that does sound fucking great yeah have you ever seen smoking the bandit uh it's one of those that you know you always catch uh in passing yeah it was that one and uh uh midnight run where i was kind of weirdly on like okay. a, a loop of some kind That's and the, whatever local wgn affiliate was happening yeah um, so no never sat down and been like i'm gonna i'm gonna absorb smoking the band it's a treat i mean the trilogy ultimately is just great top to bottom but, yeah uh, yeah i didn't know there were three there's yeah, three? you got the gold mine i got the shaft what's the, uh, the title track from two? Oh god oh man yeah it's it's a delight it's like that merle haggard song that's just about how like he's been on the mountain for a long time and he's gonna 
come home and have sex with this girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is get why... rid of Joe the Grinder. You better not be. You better. You better not be alone. No. He. Whatever. He's yeah. gonna. He's gonna have sex. Well, this is why when Burr Reynolds coming home. owned uh, the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL, uh, the United States Football League. Didn't even know that. Uh, Jerry Reed wrote Bandit Ball, their theme song. Oh Jesus! Uh, because he was so tight with Burt Reynolds for making all three Smoke and the Bandit movies. They were just homies after that. Yeah, yeah. That seems they would, like, like the exact kind of guy. And drink beer and fucking uh, Jerry Reed's farm or in whatever. In the sun. Yeah. As I you can't do. Wait. Yeah. It reminds me of when Creed wrote that Marlon song. Have you heard that? <laughs> it's like fly Marlin fly or some <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. They uh, they were like, we don't care how bad that Al Jurgensen Blackhawks song is. <laughs> I knew is. that we're was coming. Do worse. I knew that was exactly where we we're gonna go after that. And then what did Crush Him end up being? Was that where that, that was, was WCW? Oh, was yeah, it? That was a WCW pay per view. Was devoted to that Megadeth song. Because I, I think they in, like they intentionally tried to make a song to replace the Gary Glitter song. They wanted to capitalize on all that pedophilia yes. and. uh Get him out of the paint. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, this yeah. is a podcast. So this is a podcast about <laughs> aliens and Smokey and the Bandits <laughs> and uh, black and white waste of your money. Uh, and uh, we usually watch a rap movie. What's a rap movie? These movies that are written by, produced by, directed by, or starring a rapper. And with all this Tupac talk uh, lately, thank you, Funk Flex. I think you're on PCP. Uh, we decided to watch a Tupac film. We were going to watch Bullet, but it turns out Bullet is very hard to find. Yes. So but hopefully you find it eventually because I actually did research because, again, just kicking it. Yep. <laughs> Ain't Got doing shit. Anthony's going to be doing all the research. Now I'm going to have to change the drop. Just research. kidding. I diligently filed for Cobra. So nice. that way, in case the cirrhosis kicks in yep. before I find my next game. Got a touch of the cirrhosis. Yeah. Let's see if you can hit your deductible. Yeah, you know me. Let's drink your way to your deductible. <laughs> Just have like a little thermometer. Like it's a telethon. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so we watched Gang Related. We pivoted. We watched Gang Related, the Jim Belushi and Tupac buddy comedy. Uh, and uh, wow, this was a fucking interesting, not what I expected uh, at it's all. Dark. I don't it's really like know what I expected. It's like bulletproof-ish where it's sort of a comedy but it's more just people telling bad jokes during horrible violence and, and while horrible things are i i thought of it like a coen brothers film where it's just like things start like sort of bad and they just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse he's and, like, talking about dennis quaid's fake facial hair yeah and then jim belushi's fake facial hair i think yes. they used the same beard they just <laughs> had to reuse it mustache glasses on both of these guys was out of control um should we hit a, a quick plot can we do this in back of the box style uh, yeah yeah we can do it pretty quick byzantine let's go to the plot um, oh, the plot drop has Tupac in it. That's always fun. perfect. It's been a while since we've seen seen Tupac in this in, in a film. Last film he ever did. Last yes. film. Well, last film was released. I think he shot Bullet and Gang Related like really close to each other. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, it's going to start out detailed and then uh, taper off as we get to the climax. As you do. Pac and Jim Belushi are crooked cops. Belushi shoots a guy in a drug deal slash robbery gone awry, only to learn he was actually undercover DEA. And guess what? They're in charge of the case. So fucked. So fuck. Sad trouble. No, that's that's a that's a curb your enthusiasm right there. That's yeah. that's bom, the end bom, of an episode. Bom, <laughs> yeah. Who killed this guy? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. We did. As if Jim Belushi is fit to be yelled at by Susie Esme. <laughs> I would watch that actually. That's fair. I would watch this, but replace Tupac with Leon Black and replace Jim Belushi <laughs> with Jeff Garland. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to laugh but you are yeah. 
Uh, well, I was thinking about it the other way. Oh, like, that'd be amazing. Tupac and Kerber enthusiasm. Actually, that's why I stole your Joe Pepitone jersey, you bald <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it. Spell it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pac and Jim Belushi frantically try to frame someone for the crime before the DEA and FBI step in on the case. Uh, they fall and fail through a couple rough suspects at first. But while leaving his mistress's apartment, Belushi sees a vagrant, Dennis Quaid, who he tries to convince. Who was in this movie? For shot some the officer. They uh, coerce him. Yes, he is a man that uh, does not know uh, up from down. Just knows that uh, the sweet, sweet taste of moonshine's all loves, it takes to get him through a night. Loves the grain the alcohol. Loves it. Yes, the uh, the sidewalk is his pillow. No one's going to get his fluids. Yes, uh, unfortunately. Uh, his mistress ends up recognizing him and realizes the whole thing is bullshit. Uh, Joe, the uh, anonymous person, sobers up in jail and is still convinced he did it. However, the gun, stolen from the evidence room, ends up being tied to a different murder case that is suddenly put in the air. Because the guy's an actual murderer. Yes. And they don't don't have the gun. Yes. Shortly before trial... It's determined that Joe is actually a billionaire philanthropist doctor presumed missing after a car crash. Oh, who delivers this piece of exposition, by the way? The voice of CNN, James Earl Jones. Goddamn Darth Vader himself just walks up into this movie and just owns the movie. It's outrageous. He's the family's lawyer. It's a race to the bottom. Nice. I thought I had time to take a drink. Nope. Nope. Fucking you never idiot. know when my apathy is going to yep. kick in. And that did it right there. It's just Jim Belushi like taking Tupac down this like horrible rabbit hole of murder. But then the whole time he's just very, hey, I'm Jim Belushi over here. Yeah. And like nothing. Uh, he, it, it's He's the weirdest villain I think I've ever seen yeah. in a film. It's, I was trying to think. I know we've seen other movies like this where there's a corrupt cop that kills 5, 10, 15 people, and it's all under the guise of I've only need to kill one more person. Yeah, yeah. But uh, So what I was doing during one of the lulls, Ryan had a business email to tend to, so I started looking at plot lines for above, uh, according to Jim, rather. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, like this whole movie is so convoluted that each time... You're just thinking, wait, so now Jim Belushi's doing this to try to keep it straight? Yeah, he's and just a Machiavellian monster. It enters into, like, aiming for the cheap seat sitcom plot. Would you agree? It becomes a little zany, kind of like, um, noises off, but with murder, yes. I guess. So, uh, yeah, I only grabbed one, and I'm delighted this is the first one oh I picked. Oh, my God. We're like, Season okay, one. it's like this. It's like, okay, in, in a sitcom, they would be in charge of taking care of a parakeet. The fucking, they'd kill the parakeet, and then by accident through some hilarious, zany plot device. And then they find a replacement parakeet, but the little girl whose parakeet it is knows exactly something about the parakeet because it remembers a word or something. And then they have to own up to their mistake, or they can continue to kill parakeets. Did you read this plot somewhere? No. Why? Is it about a parakeet? Cheryl's 15-year-old cat, Mr. Feeney, dies, and she wants Jim to bury it in the backyard. But Jim wants to go to the Bears game with Dana and Andy. He sticks the cat in the garage freezer, planning on burying it after the game. But Cheryl finds out before he comes home. She's hurt that Jim doesn't listen to her nor care about a cat that's been with her longer than anything in her life. So Jim makes it up to her by getting the family a dog and burying her cat in the backyard. Holy shit. 
Also, so, shouts to ABC, fucking the cat eating it or the snake eating its tail by saying, oh, why don't we name the fucking cat on this dog shit yeah. sitcom after the principal on a different dog shit ABC <laughs> sitcom? Damn, dude. Yeah, you're pretty wow. good. I'm not going to lie. Normally, my cynicism takes the cake. But yeah. the fact that you just invented an According to Jim plot that is 85% overlap with the actual According to Jim <laughs> plot that I found. Dude, I'm a hack writer in a different space anyway. I could yeah. just be a hack writer in fucking this world. We yeah, could both do it. Uh, yeah, you are fucking <laughs> Stephen. What's his name? Uh, Van Zant. Because no. I'm sick of guitar and I'm in The Sopranos. That's fair. Yep. Uh, uh, wow. So who's Tupac in that plot? Would that be his wife? Because that's a fair question. Yeah, Tupac. Uh, what do we think of Tupac in this movie? How, how did how did you enjoy his performance? I when Tupac's on camera, you look at him. Yeah, because he's great. Do. Yeah, but I mean, it. I'd say if you took the like five roles I've seen Tupac play, this is and ranked them one being best, five being worst. This is probably fourth. Yeah, it, well, it's because no juice. It's certainly nope. no juice. It's certainly no gridlocked. It's not even a poetic justice. Because you got the juice now, Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what John Belushi said as he OD'd on a hotel yeah. floor or whatever. Exactly. Is that how he died? Um, I think it was a speedball. I think it was like oh, an overdose. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, because he's not really a, a main character in this. I didn't like the movie when it was just uh, Jim Belushi and Tupac. Like, I was just like, oh, this is just them fucking up repeatedly over and over again and like there's no tension building it's just yeah. getting worse and worse but then when the dennis quaid showed up and the fucking james earl jones like that's when it became an interesting movie and that's when tupac and 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 old jim got relegated to the background yeah. and it, it works also because tupac is very exasperated by jim belushi the entire time He's pretty good at yeah. playing. So he's the Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Game well, related. I did a, <laughs> I did a little, a uh, little research. Research. Right. Did research. And uh, so the reason Tupac was so Courtney Thorne Smith about everything uh, was that he likes to nail his shots in two takes or less. And Jim Belushi is a improv actor. And <laughs> you're gonna so, say perfectionist, and I was gonna walk. Yeah, no, just be done with this whole fucking exercise. <laughs> you know, Jim Belushi dressed himself in that film. There's oh, no yeah. way he's a perfectionist. He's just like, give me the the most blousy fucking Tommy Bahamas you got, and a hat, and uh, and yeah. So he'd like to do like a million takes to just like improv the scene, and Tupac fucking hated him for it. Probably because like Tupac was like, you know, at that point in his career or in his life was like. What probably about to go to jail and like or on parole or it's a, like on like, seriously like he he was mired at yeah. this point at that point too yeah like he was probably at the peak of his recklessness yeah but also surrounded by deranged things and going completely paranoid yeah while having to deal with Jim Belushi and pretend to be a police officer yeah and Jim Belushi is now running around giving interviews saying like we were brothers man we you know we became best friends on that film and stuff I'm not sure Tupac would have said the same thing I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. But it's just a weird but thing it is to an think odd, about. Yeah. Yeah, like soon after shooting this, he died. You yes. know, like he got shot in Las Vegas. It's odd. Yeah. Do we talk about the Funk Flex shit? I didn't know if we did in the beginning or the end. I don't care. 
What are your feelings on that? Out of curiosity, I, I didn't see to the... set you up as I'm the man that has a fucking ready like Please. hot take cannons ready at Please. all times. Please cock the cannon. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I I didn't really see much of it, and I don't really catch understand. people up as far as uh... so what. Funk Flex went on Instagram Live while he was like doing something, and I like that it was Instagram Live. It was something live, and he just started. Popping off about how Tupac shot himself at Quad Studios that night. That yeah. he, he wasn't actually shot. He just shot himself four times. And the reason I want to watch Bullet was because uh, Mickey Rourke, somebody asked him about it on the street. Oh, and really? And he's like, who wants, who wants to talk shit about Tupac? Come, He's like, Funk Flex? Never heard of him. Come come tell him to talk to me. I'll fucking beat his ass. And he just like starts going off about how he'll beat up Funk Flex. It sounds so, like a WCW pay-per-view event. Is like, I'd watch that. Yeah, Tretch and Mickey Rourke in a <laughs> tag team match yeah. against funk flex and i would watch the shit out of yeah. that but that's all i know that's all i know is that funk flex was just yeah. saying things that are pretty difficult to verify so. it's i mean i find it interesting because i i while i'm a tupac fan i do think that it's something that other credible people haven't necessarily suggested that but have certainly pointed out the fact that like for instance his entire beef with biggie is based on paranoia and things that could not conceivably have happened and then yep. him reacting to those things but people like Tupac so much that they're just like no words gospel yada 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 yeah what I love about it is the east coast and the west coast as far as the rappers didn't have like a everyone in the east hates everyone in the west or anything yeah but the people that like spill further down from that really made it a point of being like the East and the West hate each other. And like, if you talk to some fucking schmuck that like just has done nothing that like born and raised and will never leave his fucking tri-state town. And you, you ask like, him okay, yeah. about a West coast rapper, he will inevitably talk shit about them. And same with, if you find a random dude that grew up fucking 20 minutes outside of LA and you ask about an East coast rapper, they will talk a bunch of shit. However, in the last five years, they've decided to start playing nice because they realized at the exact same time they're old. So they're like, <laughs> man, we hate all the fucking little yachties and the fucking Uzi verts. Now and the it's Playboy old versus Cardi's. young. So it's old versus young. And they act like they are on the same team. Because so they're like the minimum winning coalition of fucking washed people. <laughs> That's 100% so true. Nice to watch a little fucking piece of meat thrown into that fucking raptor pen. And they all sell each other out because they're fucking petty and gross <laughs> and old. And they all hate new rappers. And they won't admit that the entire history of popular music is once you turn about 30, you hate everything new. And no one will ever just go like, well, I mean, I don't really get any sex anymore. And my life's super mundane. And yep. I just got to worry about this 401k, homie. Instead, they're like, no, the problem is everything new sucks because these kids aren't as cool as I was when I was a kid. And that's just the dumbest goddamn thing on earth. So fuck it. I'm glad he slandered fucking Tupac. And I hope everyone on the West that's old and washed slanders Funk Flex because <laughs> a lot of that music is awesome. But that kind of bullshit should not be tolerated. And those people can die alone in their fucking parachute pants for all I care. Facts. Preach, Anthony. Yeah. I uh, see. That's great. I, I knew you had something lined up. I'm so happy. It was. And I agree. We can't just like, oh, we're just going to retcon that entire like thing that we all contributed to and killed people because, well, 
we're old now and we don't want to listen to anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah, like I want people to still fucking fight those wars because like <laughs> that's a lot. At the very least, the optics of people being pissed off about what fucking Tupac did in 1997 makes a lot more sense than being like, well, I hate that I'm fucking rap game fucking centrum silver so much <laughs> that i'm gonna pretend that i sit around and listen to hit him up even though i'm from fucking trenton yeah like no fuck all that yeah and we already kind of like i mean we've been through this whole thing of uh rapping about money and cars is bad and being conscious is good i can't wait till that levels out and equalizes yeah. and people st- shut the fuck up about that whole thing yeah fucking if that's the case then like shouldn't everyone be super amped that like yachty doesn't fucking smoke or do drugs he just sits around counting money and like rapping about sailboats or whatever yeah but they they'll they're so quick to lump him in with people who do that that it's just become shorthand and lazy and dumb and no one's actually listening to anything or talking about anything anymore. It's ridiculous. It's like the, all these mumble guys, they only talk about is syrup and codeine. And like nobody realizes that Yachty's just like a clean living little like yeah. wonderkind and who's just really driven and talented and leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The enemy of rap is always the old. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had in the last year that are just like white dudes of a certain age trying to tell me what rap should be doing yeah and what they're why are you telling me first of all i'm not a rapper like you're telling young black teenagers how they should express themselves yes there's nothing worse than that yeah that is the absolute worst thing 100 not cool not yeah. cool at all not fucking cool so it's all good listen to everything yeah yeah exactly yeah what's the fucking harm in that <laughs> exactly i read something somewhere and i think i've said to you before that liking lil yachty does not delete big l's back catalog correct yeah. yes you're good you're fine everybody's gonna be fine yeah um but so anyway tupac is you know a trending topic i yeah. suppose <laughs> or was. we're thirsty for them likes <laughs> yeah but then like yeah this is not gonna be a thing Briefly anymore <laughs> that whole argument i was making about how i have more integrity than all of you uh <laughs> we are also chasing the likes of that kind of hitting refresh on hashtags find something to be mad about while you sit at the yeah. fucking day job yeah we still want your ears maybe maybe this is my fucking <laughs> lord jamar hot take infrastructure trying to get people to be like oh man i hate that guy i'm gonna subscribe I'm so gonna i can unsubscribe everything. yeah but you know what this is podcast dude this is different than music this ain't music man this That's is fair. real shit <laughs> okay i still declare war on fucking pace uh, one podcast people listen to uh what the fuck with mark maron we have talked shit. I have talked shit about Mark Maron well, on the yeah, podcast best, before. You come for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maron coming. I, I have. So- <laughs> oh damn! I have some notes, but first I have a question for you. Ooh. Um. So we got James Earl Jones. We got Jim Belushi. We got Tupac. We got Dennis Quaid. We got Gary Cole. Bill Lumberg himself. We've got Max Dad from <laughs> Max Dad Always from Always Sunny, Sunny in Philadelphia. Fucking a, why not? We got Layla Roshan, who I think is in Bad Boys. I might be wrong. We also have uh, the guy who's in everything. Um, that guy, the the public defender. But there's one guy I don't know if he's in it. I gotta ask you. I'm not quite sure. I I'll try tell. to confirm or deny. Okay. Is Tiny Zeus in Gangway? You goddamn right. Wow, dude. He's really in this. 
Pants a lot lately. He's, he's really in this. Yeah, he's yeah. In posse. He's but in this. This was a genuine him. surprise. Usually we like yes. know it's happening. Because normally we know the movie beforehand, but when we couldn't find Bullet, we're yeah. like, well, I mean, should we just talk a different Tupac movie? Yeah, well, you had some Tupac queued up, I think, for the music part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, That's that was why. Yeah. But like, it, this was the reaction that you just heard out of the both of us was pretty much what happened when we actually saw him yes. come on screen. Because this was, I mean, this is not uh, acting posse Tiny Lister, though. This is Tiny Lister as muscle. Yes. I don't think he has as a single a, spoken line. I believe line. his character's name was Cutlass Supreme. I hope it was. I fucking hope it was. That's going to be our new Twitter bio name. Um, yeah, so he's in this. It's great. So this I changed the, my uh, Twitter name, by the way, and my dad asked me about it. Rich Homie Quinoa. Yeah. Really strong. I thought it was great, really but strong. Uh, I forgot that other people don't change it, and I admittedly don't change things on my social media very much because yeah. I'm a slave to consistency. So my dad asked me, but in that roundabout way where I think he was like, did you piss someone off, get into trouble, or anything else? <laughs> well, it's not often that your Twitter and Classic Rock Twitter overlap. No, no. That's your dad is true. your dad's king over there yes. on Classic Rock Twitter. Yes. If, <laughs> if it's fucking the anniversary of Sammy Hagar opening his first <laughs> fucking tequila franchise, yep. he is there. He is there retweeting it in the trenches. Yeah, no, like, I, I actually look forward to almost all of his posts because I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, it is uh, Roger Waters' birthday. That's yes. cool. Yeah. And he is doing a new version of The Wall or something. Like, it's, it's shit that, like, I need to know about, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's good to know. Good. Uh, so your dad asked you about it, and what'd you say? Um, no, I was just like, yeah, no, it came up in a conversation. Uh, a rapper that sort of sounds like that. And then I was eating stupid, pretentious white person food. And then I thought of that combination and I Googled it to see if anyone else had thought of that combination and they hadn't. So I just wanted to stake it out. It's one of the more fun things to do is come up with names like that. Yeah. I should do it more often. It's a, all you got to do is spend like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like it does, it, it's, they don't even have to na- happen naturally. Like sitting around doing those alien ones was like, they're all stupid and not yeah. good, but like, it's a blast. It's the problem is so that's much not fun. How my brain works. To play. Like, I think I'm a funny person generally, and I'm good with words. But there's something about puns that, like, yeah. I can recognize puns, even accidental puns. But I don't generate them as quickly to a point that, like, I should probably try it more often. Yeah. But I just, it's it's sort of frustrating how fucking shitty I am at it because yeah. nearly every aspect of making people laugh, I am at the very least replacement level. And yet puns, I just feel like I lag behind even fucking like grandmothers. It's it's brevity with you. You you're a funny guy in long form, which is uh, that's rare. That that's actually completely antithetical to the idea of brevity as the soul of wit. But you are very good at making people laugh by holding their attention. Yes, and taking them on a little journey. <laughs> The As Stockholm syndrome yeah. strategy. <laughs> after after you're done, they just sort of like crumple to the floor and like yeah. leak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, just look back at ten minutes ago in this podcast. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Should we go to the notes? Let's go to the notes. Lights and take notes. Okay. Uh, Happy Walters was a music supervisor on this. Yes. Who is like kind of the guy who's responsible for new metal, as I understand it. He he executive produced the Judgment Night soundtrack and the Spawn soundtrack, I think. Okay. And he might have been responsible for uh, Fred Durst being president of Warner Brothers Records. Which is amazing that that's a thing that happened. Yeah, and he worked on my floor when I was receptionist at Warner Brothers, but I never saw him because he was always in L.A. 
Oh, so interesting. He would always call for him, and it'd be artists calling for him because they found out who he was, and I would have to just forward them to his answering service. Well, I mean, which is does, full of washed artists, I'm sure, just being like, "You got to sign us." It does seem like uh, most new metal came from warm weather places. That makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. right? A lot of Florida, a lot of Southern California. Hmm. Hmm. Am I wrong about all of that? No. There's just also an NBA agent named Happy Walters. I bet you he he signed somebody. I think it's the same guy. That, that oh makes my sense. god! Yeah. That's, That's so amazing. weird. That's great. Nerlens Noel, Jeremy Grant, Larry Sanders, Coe Brewer, Monte Ellis, Amon Shumpert. Oh, he's working now. And could you be Mo Harkless? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Quit the podcast and never come back. No, shut up. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. That's oh, it's so weird. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he seems like a busy guy. Film Because, yeah, there's his picture as a film producer. Yep. And... Here's his picture as an NBA agent. All right. <laughs> what is, uh, doesn't he do? Dude, yeah, that guy That guy made a hell of a career. Yeah, that's yeah. so bizarre. All yeah. right, we can move on. Well, that was a fruitful note. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Amon Shumpert, even though your hair's whack now. Yeah, but he's got bars. So. Yeah, he is uh, like a top five rapping NBA player of all time. Yep. Now, my favorite part of the, of the uh, All-Star game now is uh, the talents section. Where you get to see like Chris Chris Bosch play guitar or yeah. uh, Corey Brewer play ping pong. It's so ridiculous. And you get to see Shump rap. It's great. I like it. Yeah. Um a part of this movie that really interested me when they take in Joe Doe. Oh yeah. Which, Dennis ugh, Dennis Quaid. Joe Doe. Uh Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid looking like Randy Quaid now in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um so they bring him in. And basically, Tupac and Jim Belushi are just trying to throw anybody into this case so that way they can say, all right, it's closed. Get off our backs, DEA. Yep. We found your killer. So they go to do this, and they throw Joe Doe, a.k.a. Vagrant Dennis Quaid, into the mix. And they're like, you don't have a last name? And Jim Belushi's like, no, we don't have a last name. And then they go... No fingerprints? And they go, he doesn't have any priors. So this is a guy that smells like a homeless person. Yeah. Has been in a seven-year blackout. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was a doctor who fled to Africa and then... Yes, but that part has not been revealed to us yet. All we know is that he's been living on the streets for at least seven years. He's just a vagrant. Just a vagrant. When they... He lives in an urban area... And when Jim Belushi stumbles upon him, he is pissing into a bush. And you're telling me, in our world, I mean, this is 1997, a world that still is part of the prison industrial complex where you're fucking arresting every person that looks at you wrong. You're telling me a guy that could be homeless for seven days hasn't been arrested, let alone (laughs) seven goddamn years? Holy shit. What are the odds of that? Yeah, you didn't have a single... Public urination, yes. even. The, like, or drunkenness. He was asleep yes. in the street. Anthony, you cracked yes. it wide this open. This movie is a house of cards of implausible things. <laughs> but as always, it's very important when I note how it reacts to like police accountability. Yeah. And the odds of them not just locking him up just to get to a fucking quota for arrests yep. for the day. Yep. So that way you can like go fucking take a load off and mix a stiff drink at the shooting range or whatever. Like I, I just I protest. Nope, that's I'm 100% with you. A lot of this was really specious. The, the way it, it shook out. 
the especially this movie does end with a four months later yeah. where they just throw all the characters into a blender and yep. see what happens yep. to them. Yep. Uh, see who dies. Extra fucked. But uh, yeah, even that part I find less plausible than everything that ends the movie. That's, you're right. That's a hundred percent true. And I kept thinking the whole time, like, what are the police or what are the main characters? Sorry, what are the sorry the police who aren't Jim Belushi and Tupac? What are they trying to protect? What is the idea that they are trying to protect? What well, seems like the peers of Jim Belushi and Tupac are just trying to protect their peace of mind. They want status quo. So they, they just want this case to go away. Yeah, they don't. They just want to continue living their lives as like workaday cops, right? Yes. Okay. And the problem is that because the guy that Belushi kills is a DEA agent, the other people are trying to avenge his death. So they are, for once, trying to do over-the-top, penetrating... Do their jobs. ...police work. Yeah. And they're doing it in a situation where they're sort of stepping on the toes of the people that are the normal day-to-day police officers that would find a body and have to just say, well, we should probably solve this because otherwise this goes into the unsolved murder territory yeah. and that affects the statistics. Then sooner or later, the mayor gets pissed. Yeah. And this is wire talking right here. This sounds yeah. like, yeah, sounds like ComSat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. That So the, this whole movie, the whole machine of the plot is just to protect the idea of doing your job and not getting fucked with. Yes. Okay. Which is actually the part of law enforcement that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Like most of the well, any issues, job, right? Yeah, well that's yeah. just it. Most of the issues that I take are the idea that anyone's job makes them a hero because there's about three jobs that aren't inherently shit. Like uh-huh. you need like think about what a monster I am and how much I hate everything. But like if you were to start over, like let's mm-hmm. say someone was crazy enough to let me start over and pick what jobs are necessary. You need like teachers, yep. you need doctors but yep. there's basically only about five jobs, and the rest, like, you just have to invent jobs that are probably just as stupid as the jobs we have now. Yeah. So most of my objections to the portrayal of law enforcement and things are the idea that somehow they have, like, a refined moral character the rest of us don't. Because even if they are better slightly because the job makes them better, they would be 5% better, 10% better. If you walked into a room and said everybody that bakes pies for a living is a hero or a villain, you'd be laughed out of the fucking room. Yeah. You should never be able to replace a job in that, again, with very few exceptions, generally people that are underpaid, and it's very difficult to argue law enforcement's underpaid. Like, it would be very silly. Yep. So, like... That part speaks to me. The idea of you're just sitting there and you're like, yeah, dead, living, who really gives a shit? I'm just trying to get through lunch and do this crossword puzzle. Yeah. And someone comes up and like, you have to work really hard until you solve this thing. That I respect because, like, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Well, it's the difference between just, like, you're living yes. and a code. Yes. You know, and, like, it didn't seem like a code was really so much at play in this film as just the idea of get off my fucking back. Like, I just want to live my life. I want yeah. this to be over. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess you could say Jim Belushi, Jim Belushi was trying to do that, too. He was trying to just make this thing go, go away. away the only yeah. way he knew how by killing more people. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I wish everyone would just stop making such a big deal of this that I could I stop go to killing Hawaii. people and go back to planning to move to Hawaii. Yeah, I want to get my boat and go to Hawaii. That's the He wants to buy the SS Live Forever and go to Hawaii. Yeah. That's okay. Omarosa Manigault. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. She's a clipper ship. Um, she's a cutlass. Uh, I got the score is perfect. 
The score to this film is perfect. It's got the Predator 2 style bongos and wailing electric guitar score. Um, and uh, Sammy Hagar plays that guitar. Which was a revelation. Who because, fucking knew? Uh, yeah, I always just figured Sammy Hagar singer. Yeah. Not a fucking glass of Cabo Wabo in sight. Yeah. Or a you do wonder shark. if he has like a complex. Like he's like... I can play guitar. give him shit about being the <laughs> lesser Van Halen singer. Yeah. Then he's like, not only am I the greater Van Halen singer, but I may even be better than Eddie himself. <laughs> like, yeah. that sounds like the kind of lunacy that jerk off yeah. would come up with, right? And it sounds like the kind of thing that Jim Belushi would entertain. Yeah. Be like, hey, uh, come on in. I know you're a great guitar player here. Well, yeah. what you, you play Eruption. Yeah. <laughs> you can't play Eruption. Fuck Nobody can Jim play Eruption. Belushi. Um, I actually, uh, I was in a Puerto Rican airport recently and I was trying to watch the Spurs Warriors game one uh-huh. and the only bar I could find near my gate was a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Nice. And a, it was frustrating cause they have six, they only sell beer that I normally wouldn't drink. Like it's all light lagers. Did you drink a land shark or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I did drink a land shark. Yeah. And, uh, it's all light loggers, and there's 18 TVs, 17 of which are connected to the music, and they're playing music videos uh, of the kind of music they'd play in a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Amazing. And it, there was, like, an interchangeability where it'd be, like, Jimmy Buffett, and then it'd be, like, a new country singer that just sings about steel drums and rum on the beach, like some fucking Kenny Chesney jerk-off. Uh-huh. And then there was, of course, Sammy Hagar, because, like, all of the bleach blonde, like over tanned white male entertainers all just start to become the same person yeah, like it's all just guy furniture. Fieri hive mind or whatever yeah yep. like, so yeah no, it was really bizarre <laughs> sitting there trying to watch the one television yeah while noticing that everyone else is just fixated on the jimmy buffett lifestyle you got like i can't drive 55 or was it new hagar no it was uh it was something weird it was a live thing there was a lot of Sick. live footage yeah did the volcano erupt while you're there did you get a volcano eruption? I did not. Is there a I volcano? I think there's volcanoes in, in every Margaritaville. Oh. And they like erupt. I thought you meant Puerto Rico. And I no. Like, I didn't know there was like a <laughs> fault line in fucking the San Juan airport. Mount Vesuvius pop off while you're down there? Um, I'm out of notes, dude. I okay. got no more notes. There were very few notes to be had in this film. Let me see. I really love, there's a an early in the movie, there's a shoving match between Tupac and fucking According to Jim. Yeah, and I really real. liked that they made it evenly matched. Yeah, it looked it looked real. Like, it looked like they were sort of actually mad at each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Tupac is having an angry phone conversation on the world's largest cell phone, and Jim gave him, like, a titty twister. Yeah. Like, a playful, <laughs> I'm the less funny Belushi brother. Here's some <laughs> playful razzing. Yeah, this is all I got. I don't have the. I'm not gifted in physical comedy like yeah. my my brother. Um, um, I also uh, th- when they bring out the police lineup and they've got a uh, homeless Dennis Quaid, uh, being one of the decoy vagrants must be really depressing. I never understand that. Like they just get random bozos. To I think come it's in? other arrested people. They're like, you're the same kind of ugly yeah, as yeah. unwashed Dennis right. Quaid. Yeah. So I didn't really see that lineup part. Was there just a lot of other hobo types? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Everyone looked like an ECW house show wrestler. Okay. Oh, okay. Like he'd staple gun his chest or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of fluorescent tubes. Um, I liked Sally Jesse Raphael being on the TV. That was on. I, I, at home. I saw you take a note for that. It made me very happy. Um, next. Episode. I wish we knew what the topic of the day was on that episode. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it said it in the corner, but yeah. uh, that's it always does. 
Um, the other thing that I noticed is actually just the generic Tupac acting note that I found during uh, my minimal research earlier when we were going to do a different Tupac movie, but it's equally applicable. Uh, do you know Tupac auditioned to be Bubba and Forrest Gump? What? Yes. Whoa. I Googled it multiple times to make sure that no one was showing me a fish story. No pun intended. Yo, that would have been a very different movie. Yeah. What right? the fuck? It yeah. is sort of right around that time. What is it, like 94 or something? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. That, things would have been very different. He like refuses to take out his nose piercing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bubba Gump. Everything about it is completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's not a shrimp company. It's just like Hennessy. Yes. Hennessy at sea. Yes. I'm trying here. And as a soldier, Master P would have been Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> that's not actually true. But the Tupac <laughs> part amazing. is true. That would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my notes. Nice notes. Yeah. Should right. we go to Hotlines? Let's go to Hotlines. Hotlines. I made it a hot song. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Okay. Uh, these 44s are all starting to look the same to me. I did like that. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. The prosecuting attorney uh, not noticing but noticing that the guns had been switched. Yeah. I do like things like that where like somebody notices something is wrong but they don't do anything about it. Yes. There's a great one of those in No Country for Old Men. But yeah, it's a good, that's a good one. I really liked... Uh, the point is, I already have a miserable life, so don't threaten me, you lousy bag of cat shit. That guy was great. Yeah. The bookie, oh yeah, there's a subplot of Tupac owing money to a bookie. And oh yeah, the bookie's muscle is Tiny Zeus Lister. Yes. And uh, that guy was great. The bookie was just chewing up the scenery in every single scene he was in. Yeah. He came in like banging on the door and the walls and just like, oh, he was great. I loved him. It was really great. Yeah, he was um, fantastic. I also, that phrase is great because like most times people reference shit in yeah. that sort of colloquialism yeah yeah it's the kind of shit that has a practical application like it's horse manure or something why would you bag <laughs> cat shit i don't know it just sounds like an awful bag yeah this is the worst bag so it's, you're, it's, you're, you're you're a shitty bag yeah it's near the bottom of bags. you're not like you're, you're not a u- utility bag of manure you're just a, sh- a shitty bag yeah yeah <laughs> nice just wondering <laughs> I like um, my brain was on today. I, I'm a I'll, I'll follow my heart, and they don't know where that is. It was a weird line when uh, Jim Belushi's about to go on the run, and she's like, "Where are you going to go?" And he's like, "I'll follow my heart," and they don't know where that is. That's yeah. That was near the end, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very. Um, Jim Belushi interrupts uh, his mistress uh, as she's walking in the door with groceries, and he goes, "Where are you going?" As she goes into the kitchen rather than talking to him, and she just goes, I got perishables, baby. Yeah. But we, she might have said perishables. I think said? she said perishables. <laughs> there was a lot of strange pronunciation in this movie. She's never eaten a perishable in her life. Yeah. Lila Roshan just like doesn't know what perishable food is. <laughs> I only eat fresh Give me fruit preservatives and or give me death. Patrick yeah. Henry. Uh, yeah. I said fresh foods. What was wrong with me? Um, I got a new toast. Every time I raise a glass, I'm going to say, let's have a drink for drunks. I, like I love it. that. That was a great one. God, Tupac at that point is just so sick of Jim Blue. shit. Yeah. I would hate hanging out with that guy. He is awful in this. It's uh, He's the wrong combination of evil and like chummy. Like folksy, yeah. Yeah, he's like and, genial in like a gross way. Yeah, and he's like, he's, he's really pushy. He's always pushing everybody around, saying things like, don't ever lose your sense of humor. Um, yeah, which yeah. is the worst thing for an unfunny person to say. Yeah, that is. Yeah, he probably improvised that line. 
<laughs> I didn't hate Jim Belushi watching this. Like, I hated his character, but yeah. now, like, in this conversation, I hate the man. Too. The crime of Jim Belushi is that he was probably a better guy to hang out with than John Belushi. He's yeah. just less funny. Yeah, yeah. You probably had one reckless, amazing night with John Belushi, and then, like, he'd call you up to do it again the next night, and then the next night, and then the next night. Yeah. And then you'd be like, call Dan Aykroyd. You want to do that shit. <laughs> I got to go to work. <laughs> Sunday. Um, I liked because it's really unless you've seen it, it's difficult to describe how fucked Dennis Quaid looked for the first third of this movie. Like it was essentially if you took the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz movie and then just pour old cigarette ashes out all over him. Yeah, they did a good job griming him up. Yeah. So then as he sobers up in prison. Like, he's gradually, or jail, rather, he's gradually, like, looking more refined. Like, at yep. first he's washed. He gets a bath, then he, then he gets, gets a ponytail. Yeah, he gets the bath, then he gets the ponytail, then yep. he shaves. But during the post-bath, post-ponytail, pre-shave, he walks in, his lawyer barely recognizes him and goes, Hey, Joe, you look much better. And he just looks at his uh, attorney and goes, Jail's been good to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It's like a weird realization. Yeah. Like, I still drank so hard for seven years, I don't know my fucking last name. Yeah. But all things considered, this whole locked up against my will thing seems to be going pretty smoothly. I, I think they tried to shoehorn in some motivation for that when they had him tell the story about his wife leaving him and stuff. Yes. I think... But, like, that was what this movie did a lot of, is, like, hey, we don't know what the fuck to do with this whole thing, so we're just going to shoehorn in something yeah. to tell, like, the story. Yes. Really it, it was... I don't think this movie was written by a rapper, but it could have fooled us. Yeah. It was written and directed by the same guy. Um, piss poor research this time around, but, you know... Um, yeah, it was definitely not written by a rapper. It was it had that hard boiled like, experienced, like, detective dialogue mm-hmm. shit going on. Um that's out. I am out oh, of okay. Mahatlands. Mahot- I've got, I think, two. Uh, Clyde, the guy that uh, certainly is a killer and that used the gun that they repurposed trying to uh, railroad Joe. Yep. Uh, Max dad. Yeah. yeah. Max dad. Uh, he gets off and Tupac walks up to Jim Belushi's desk, exasperated, and he goes, Clyde walked. And Jim goes, you're kidding me. And he goes, oh, I love to make people laugh. Did you ever hear the one about the two cops that popped a DEA agent? Yeah, dude. I was like, keep your Even I was like, shut up, Tupac. Yeah. Just <laughs> fucking shouting in the middle. Just telling everybody's business. Yeah. It's, there's a half quote about Jim Belushi uh, when he's talking about all he wants out of life that oh, I no. wish I got more of. But oh. uh, sadly, the IMDb quote page didn't have any uh, details, and Jim Belushi was just speaking too fast to write it down. <laughs> um. Oh, the the cheers, the toast that I preferred before. Uh, oh, there's another one. Yes. It was uh, right as they were talking about how they thought they are finally going to get out of this. And Jim Belushi just goes, to justice in all its forms. Oh, yeah. It seemed like something that McNulty would say. Yeah, that's true. There was a little bit of McNulty here. It just made me want to see more McNulty, really. Yeah. yeah. They had a little bit of that. Where, like When they got out of the car and like they started fighting, I was like, Bunk and McNulty would do this so much better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, the final, time. the final hotline that I had was uh, this whole time I was basically picturing Tupac acting alongside the guy that sings "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at five Cubs games a year. What? 
Jim Belushi's like a top five. Oh, that's what fan. he does? Yeah, so he's, he's like, like he their Kevin like James. Yeah, he's, I mean, Kevin James is their Jim Belushi. Okay, yeah, there you go. That makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, like he's like a diehard Cubs fan. It's makes like, sense, yeah. Yeah, like, like even like Eddie Vedder has been a Cubs fan for like 30 years, where like Jim Belushi like born in fucking Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's given Tupac a pep talk as Tupac clearly looks like, man, we should just fucking come clean. Let's get fucking out of this, which is easier for Tupac to say since he didn't actually kill the guy. Yeah. He just was profiting off of it. Yep. But uh, Jim Belushi gives him this pep talk and then he just goes, so take off the dress and get back in the fucking game. Yeah. What the fuck? And it seemed like when you were talking about how Jim Belushi is constantly improvising, that seemed like a very Jim Belushi yeah. improv. Line. Yeah. I don't think he was playing a character. I think we just got a lot of Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so unlikable. <laughs> I, I yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, should we go to a track? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, first things first, though, at Bodega Box Office, uh, on all the things. Also, please leave us a review and uh, five stars if you can. And if you leave five stars, I have to read it out loud. Uh, somebody did just leave us five stars, but it'll take me too long to get to it. Um, and they didn't say much. But uh, it's pretty cool they left us five stars. That's awesome. Um, and uh, if you want to give us money, uh, that's cool. Some of you do that. It's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash bodega box office. You can get on the show. You can record a drop. You can suggest a movie. You can be a guest. All those things are available as rewards uh, for starting at the low, low price of $1. And University of Dope. Is a fucking great game. It's a good game for the summertime. Has people over, crash some beers, and uh, play some U-Dope. It's like Cards Against Humanity if it wasn't whack. And it was designed to just inspire arguments about hip-hop. Super tight. Usually those arguments are unwinnable. But in this game, someone wins. It's awesome. The gamification of conversation. Exactly. 2017, people. Boom. Don't have conversations you can't win. Gamify the them, motherfuckers. You. Who is this versus is the question. Universityofdope.com. Use the code DOPEBODEGA for 10% off your order. They also have a shirt that says Dylon, 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 and Dylon. I just want to throw that out there. It's a great shirt. Uh, what are we going to now? What's the Trizac? Uh, we're going to lead with Sorry, I said uh, Trizac. the Tupac song from the gang-related soundtrack uh, that we can talk about. Essentially, I was going to pick this initially when we were going to do Bullet. And then I was like, oh, this is on the gang-related soundtrack. So we shouldn't do it. We should save it for gang-related. You will probably also recognize it because it's one of 150 different rap songs that have sampled in the air tonight by Phil Collins. Fuck yeah. Uh, We're going to use the uh, the OG version because uh, the, yeah, thug the life one version? where they cleaned up the fucking drums for uh, Tupac Resurrection is fucking sus. Oh, yeah. No, it was originally on Thug Life, I think. I think. Possibly. We'll find know. out. Who okay. shit. All right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple gunshots, split a block, the fun stops. Niggas was calling cops, people shot, nobody stopped. I wonder when the world stopped caring. Last night you get shot, while the whole block's staring. I will never understand this society. But they try to murder me, then they lie to me. Product of a John Green, all my homies John Green. Now the little baby's crazy, raised on fantasy. Tell me when my enemies see when they see me. Believe me, if it does, gotta learn to take it easy. Listen, if we enter this, it's such a heart for a plan. We turn the bad boys to grown men. It's on again, I give a holler.
Tupac was one of the first artists that my brother was like, hey, man, you have to sit and listen to rap lyrics because they're saying something. Yeah. You know, I was really young. And uh, I think it was probably like nine or something. And I don't know. I, yeah, it was 96, Bonnie and Clyde, or whatever the song was, Gun is, that yeah. one. I don't, I don't know how that old that was. That. And then um, he came home one day and he said, I got this new Tupac CD. It's got this song, Staring at the World, with my review on it. I thought it was the Thug Life album. I don't know. What, where I got well, it's that got idea. Members of the Outlaws on it. Yeah, but I don't know what CD it would have been that he had it on. I mean, maybe he did. Soundtrack maybe, was a yeah. Death Row project. I was a little older too, so. But he, um, he's like, I want you to stay downstairs in my room. <clears throat> I'm gonna dub a whole tape of just this song because I want to drive around and do it in my car, and uh, and so I just sat in his room and I listened to this song on repeat. 
until I could flip the tape to record the other side. So, so you were tasked with this project. Yeah, yeah. He let, well, he just made me sit there and flip the tape for him, basically. Yeah. And uh, so I listened to this song. That's a great little brother job. It was great. Hey, I like this song so much that I want to listen to it over and over, but I don't want to make the tape listening to it over and over. So that's your job. Yeah, you have to do this. And and I loved it because the song was fucking amazing. And I thought it was cool because he showed it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so I had that song weirdly, you know, entrenched in some small part of a fold in my brain. Yeah. Um, great fucking time, which is why I'm really excited to hear the next thing, too. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's one of the... There's, like, In the Air Tonight is obviously, like, a song, like, the Phil Collins song. People fucking love that song. And yep. it's, like, huge in rap to the point where there was, like, a really strange NFL films thing about how much people love that song. Okay. But because Weird. it's the NFL, they didn't want to say, also, it's been sampled by hella rappers. <laughs> and, like, I knew DMX was did it tupac i believe was the first major one but i could be wrong joe budden i certainly heard a rap over it during his i'm unsigned and still actually a good rapper phase yeah wasn't that one of his two cigarettes songs or whatever no no but it's similar to that okay um but the other song that i actually did not remember samples it because it samples it unconventionally one mic what Weird. Well, I, this song isn't really an obvious. This one isn't an obvious sample either. I mean, it doesn't have the drum fill, so it's like a. Oh, weird... see, I still think it's obvious, but because the drums it are is. a regular pattern, yeah. Where one mic, the point is drums, which may even be the drum fill resampled yeah. in the song. It's just weird because it's presented differently. That's all I think about is the drums. If it doesn't have the drum part, then I'm like, well, it could be anything. But oh, okay, yeah. See, most of that song is the slow creep. Yeah, like that, it's like how does it feel by part. D'Angelo, where you're waiting for the song to start, yeah. but that's the whole point. Is it's like this tantric fucking release yep. of new parts of the song. Everybody, do me a favor. Next time you listen to that song, check your nipples. <laughs> Guaranteed to be erect. Everybody, I don't care who you are. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is. It is weird. I. I. I would never have thought one mic ever. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, if we'll go through, I'm sure during post production you can check. Yeah, no, I'm, then I'll, then it all makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's comically one mic. Like yeah. I didn't realize it until I looked, and then I heard like the like the organ, and I was yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, that's totally one mic. I don't yeah. know how that alluded me. Huh? It's like when somebody walked through my living room once when I was listening to uh, um, that Scarface song. It's going down from the diary, and uh-huh. they just stopped me like. Is this a rap? Nine to nine luff balloons. <laughs> then I just stop and be like, "Well, you've oversimplified it, and I've never noticed it." <laughs> Fuck you, I guess. <laughs> and like, isn't there a Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover too? Didn't oh, that's quick, DJ quick, Fifty yeah. Ways. But that's like obvious. It's yeah. called Fifty Ways. It's the same. Okay. It's more just when it's used slight. It's like yeah. a slight twist where you don't think of it yep. the same way. But an outsider will just hear it instantly. Back to one mic though. Why is a fiend to drink in a Heineken? That's what I want to know. I trying to <laughs> wean truth out of Nas <laughs> lyrics is like try. Is remember when I was trying to make sense of the end of gang related and you just wanted me to shut the fuck up? I think that's the same thing. Yeah. Wait. What do you mean? Trying to make sense of the end of? Oh yeah. When you're trying to t- figure out why the limo driver shot Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jim uh, Belushi your dies. Is, who gives a shit? <laughs> like they just thought that was the funniest person to shoot Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Heineken, I think they'd be drinking something else. I don't think it'd be in a bottle. Anyway, well, I, I think Heineken is generally a beer that is drank in in the urban community. I guess I don't know. It's man. always because it's club beers. 
Ugh. Yeah, but like a fiend, a crack fiend, really? Heineken? That's fair. Maybe a, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know. I did actually. Um, I this hate Heineken. Uh, this is barely related, but I haven't said it on the podcast yet, so why not just throw it out here as we're talking about fiends? Pull up. Beer. Fuck it. Uh, do you remember about two months ago when someone got shot in my neighborhood, uh, fake robbing a bodega? Um, yeah, for those of you, you that told don't me live it. in my neighborhood, they, uh, somebody basically, you, they did like the Charlie Sheen and the chase, pretend to have a gun <laughs> robbing a bodega to get a six pack. While of, Flea and Anthony Kiedis are chasing you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get like a six pack. I think they said the beer in the New York Post article. Oh, wow. Like Corona or something. It was a beer I wouldn't drink. But anyway, so he goes to do that, and then the police show up as he's in there, and the guy that like works the bodega just says, like, he's got a gun, and then they shot him in the bodega. Oh. But I didn't know this until I was riding the train home, because this happened on Saturday night, and I was staying at my girlfriend's house. Hello, Salvi. We so, get it. You have a girlfriend. Oh. So I am <laughs> Hi, coming- Salvi. <laughs> So I'm coming home on the train the next day, and I'm walking past that bodega, and then a random crackhead, because they have their door open, leans in and goes, give me all your beer. <laughs> Don't shoot me. And then keeps walking past. And it was at that bodega. And it's like, that guy pulled up from 40. That is a funny fucking crackhead right there. Oh, from 40 leagues under the sea, to use your joke. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. The balls on that guy. Yeah, what a, <laughs> like like is he workshopping that sitting around fucking tying off in an alley thinking like, well if I if I go by this bodega today, oh. I gotta remember to bust their balls about how some poor porter had to scrub brain matter out of yeah. the fucking linoleum tile. Remember when the cops lit that dude up next to your bimbo bread? Yeah, and now the guy that works sixteen hour days fucking unloading trucks has PTSD, but no one's yeah. gonna give a shit about it. <laughs> I'm gonna take those guys down a peg yeah. with my cracky humor. It's so fucked. It's That's so amazing. Fucked. Yeah, that guy's pretty funny, right? <laughs> that guy's hilarious. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh god, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, music-wise, yeah. Uh, we were initially on do Bullet, so I was looking for like weird Tupac, and I've got a couple strange Tupac compilations that are basically just odds and sods. Like here's strange shit. And that song from the Gangrelade soundtrack was on it. So I initially was like, oh, this song's great. And the beat is also later wrapped over by fucking my new Southern rap savior, OMB Peasy. However, then I realized the source material is from the Gangrelade soundtrack, so we should save for Gangrelated. But fortuitously, yeah. Bullet isn't fucking available anywhere, so we had to go to Gangrelated. And it didn't occur to me that the reason I already eschewed uh, staring through my good word. View. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all that fucking <laughs> liquor, state Wisconsin, <laughs> fucking uh, education, uh, paying off finally. But uh, yeah, no. So it was like great because I have spent most of the last three months just refreshing my Google search history, trying to find when the OMB PZ mixtape will finally come out because he's from fucking Mobile, Alabama, but then moved to Sacramento. And E40 sort of signed him, but then also uh, 300 Entertainment signed him. So, like, it's coming soon, yeah. I hope. He hasn't put anything out? There's Nothing? There's 
it's SoundCloud because that's oh. all Bay Area rap teenagers awesome. listen to is SoundCloud. Great. So uh, yeah, no. So there's like we'll go through two, but first we'll do True Story because it's got the same fucking sample to the point where you can tell he looped the song from the gang related center because you hear tupac in the beginning oh amazing so yeah we'll play true story which is a narrative uh he's got who never arrives over an old beat he tends to do a narrative he's also got one called um interracial relations which is just him over an old bg beat talking about selling white as a black guy and i haven't heard a single lyric from this dude so i'm very excited this guy you're already selling me on all this he's a genius and then after that we'll play uh lay down which uh yeah enjoy because it's gonna be such a fucking jam that everyone will be like oh man only peasy's a genius and then in a month and a half this episode will get taken down from itunes because <laughs> leor cohen's coming for us internet platinum god he smells good but <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah in honor of fucking that hilarious crack uh, head uh yeah we'll do true story and then we'll do uh fucking uh yeah lay down after that and we'll talk only peasy and then we'll get the fuck out of here yeah great yes yeah that beat is just like the perfect amount of like like gravitas and cheese oh so yeah. like anytime you're saying anything over it just sounds like more impactful but that that's a crazy fucking story yeah <laughs> like did he i think he admits that he did it i think he's like he's walking you through a case that potentially could be something where well, like, it's, it's like a gang related where he got framed well they tried to charge him with a gun they didn't even find Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, so okay. I think his thing is just like, I don't have to tell you shit. Yeah. The point is that, like, you're talking about a gun you do not have. Oh, yeah. he's like, I threw it in a river is what he's talking about. I believe yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So I didn't crazy. expect to be quizzed on the narrative, and I am sorry. I, I cheese memory. Yeah, no, though, I didn't uh, plan on quizzing you either. I was yeah. just very surprised by the whole thing. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's underage probably too. So like he yeah. says the yeah, judge. I think he's currently 19. Okay. Because he's, it's also funny because like he is 
affiliated with Baton Rouge, though he's not from Baton Rouge. Uh-huh. I hear the boozy in him. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, the boozy is certainly there. It's boozy yeah. and BG are, like, the primary influences, and then the bass swooped him up. But he also then has beef with NBA Youngboy, who's also from Baton Rouge, which okay. is a shame, because Baton Rouge is my favorite rap city Come right on, now. Yeah. And I would rather the rappers I like from Baton Rouge <laughs> not fight amongst each other, yeah. especially when I'm too lackadaisical to follow why they don't like each other. <laughs> Everybody just get along and put out shit yeah, together. I'm conflicted enough about liking the Black Youngsta tape after finding out Black Youngsta might have tried to kill Young Dolph. Oh, come on. The whole thing you is... You love just, Young Dolph. I do love Young Dolph. Yeah. You I love Old Dolph, Dolph, too. You're a big Rocky Four fan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't love Masters of the Universe? <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. But yes, the uh, true story was just the one where I was like, oh... How funny is that? Yeah. Rapping over the actual chop of Tupac rapping. Yeah. Um, but Lay Down is like... This is a song. Lay Down is the song. Lay Down yeah. is like one of the hits, quote unquote. It's like Lay Down, yeah. Loyalty Over Love, and then there's one other. When I Was Down, I think the other one is called. Okay. Um, but no, he's a complete genius. And some basically, if he ends up going the like arbitrary Spotify famous rapper route that's cool and he gets his money yep. and he may pop off with a couple big hits and if he goes in the E40 lane he'll just make a bunch of really tight shit with like Cousin Feek and Neff Navarro and <laughs> probably shit like a, that. a better catalog yeah. will come from it yeah that will be better for me I guess yeah. <laughs> but either way like as long as he just keeps rapping and stays out of fucking jail fucking yep. like do you make your money because yeah, no, yeah I am all on team OMB PZ I'm very intrigued I sound silly saying it no, yeah, Team OMBPZ is a. Wait, I, I took me a while to remember it, but I got it now. Yeah. Um. No, that shit was dope. I'm really excited. This song is great. This song is called "Lay Down," and uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan now. Yeah. No. Gonna be uh, gonna be checking for him. Yes. Yeah. It's and it's funny because if you Google it, you basically just like there will be like all of the usual suspects, your faders and your complexes that are always just like. Uh, this appears to be the next big thing uh, based on SoundCloud plays and the fact that he has cool hair. Oh, he's one of the cool hair guys? Uh, not not like obnoxiously so, but just in the sense of like you'll see him with like the Chief Keef hair and yeah. then like wearing like a bright colored parka. And you're okay. like, don't you live in Alabama? Yeah, why? You must be so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. So he's not like a triple X tentation guy? No, no, that guy's garbage. That guy's a fucking clown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Only violence against men is yeah. tolerated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you fucking prick. Or violence against women conducted in a year before I was woke enough to realize that was <laughs> fucked. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. hit a woman in 2003, who the fuck am I to tell you that now I can can't listen to your rap anymore. There are but, rules to this shit. Yeah. That I'm making X up as I go along. And if you've suddenly broken one, I will send them to you. And if you don't reply within 45 days, you violated them. Uh, I just act like the cable company, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and you are so low on the Triple X power rankings. Yeah. We got Ice Cube as Darius Stone, A number one. Maybe Xander Cage after that. Mm, and every DVD porno. Yeah, every other DVD porno that's ever existed ever in the history of anything. And then you, you dick. And you shouldn't be legitimized by Drake. Yeah, no, exactly. Always like or Diplo. Fuck you. Yuck. Who gives yeah. a shit? Unfair. <laughs> Didn't expect that little tea session, but... Yeah. <laughs> Only listen to OMB PZ. Yeah, fuck yeah, this kid's great. Consult us about new rappers before finding them on your own. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah, or just don't listen to most of rap internet and uh, try and like something as, uh, as you know, put yourself when you used to have joy and enjoy things, you know? That's put true. yourself in that position of uh, of somebody with, uh, 
you know, hopes and dreams and yeah. optimism. I've and heard then, those exist. Yeah, it does exist. But yet you still listen to the music of teenagers, so you must be doing something right. It's true. Yeah, I mean, my world's all right. I haven't put on a shirt today. <laughs> yeah. so listen to OMBPZ, fucking watching boxing videos on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm I'm kicking it. It's great. Um. Well, that's <laughs> we'll leave her there. Uh, Anthony's got stuff he's got to get to do and uh, get back to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> shouts to Fubu Flip Flop. Thank you, man, uh, for the five star review. Really appreciate you and uh, the recent conversations on Twitter. Keep listening, and uh, we'll get around to some of those films. I think you suggested. I think you hit me with one. Um, and uh, yes, we will absolutely be catching up on that real list of movies we have to watch, as opposed to pivoting at the last minute and watching Jim Belushi and Tupac hang yes. out. All right, that's it. This is uh, lay down. By OMB PZ? Yes. And as usual, Free Max B. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. Look, I don't let that woofing like you bought that shit, but I stopped that shit. Stop Bitch, that I got shit. something to make you lay down. I got something to make you murder, lay down. murder, murder, kill, kill, going through a nigga mind. When I'm loading up them K round, and we gon' ride through that pussy nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Boy, we ain't gon' play around. And we gon' ride through that pussy nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Fuck boy, we ain't gon' play around. Fuck boy, we ain't gon' play around. Looking itching for a killing when I catch a nigga, I'ma leave him face down. AK eat a fuck nigga, body eating everything but the waist down. I'm getting how gunpowder, see on the way down. You ain't talking money, then I can't stay wrong. Ain't fucking with no lame niggas, niggas to the system, then they wanna break down. Go to jail, break down, fuck no bitch, I'ma lay down. I'm worried about clowns acting like real niggas, man, fuck a fake clown. Put up on them at the gas station, nigga thought I was playing. I got the blonde, but you see big fat coming out that fan. What about that time I walked down on you in front of your clan? He pushed you in the gate before you came, we had to understand, and that boy ain't really your man. All of that woofing like you bought that shit, but I stopped that shit. Bitch, I got something to make you lay down. I got something to make you murder, lay murder, down. murder, kill, kill, going through a nigga mind. When I'm loading up them K rounds, and we gon' ride through that pussy nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Fuck boy, we ain't gon' play around. And we gon' ride through that pussy nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Fuck boy, we ain't gon' play around. For a couple dead faces yeah. Fuck your baby mama Ain't no sympathy I hope she have a dead baby Niggas wanna tell the police everything Well tell them how that lead tastes I've been in the streets No sleep Told me he ain't seen a bed lately I've been tripping Popping fitness I remember I ain't ever Popped the piss in Partners kick it in the trenches Nigga tripping Grab a glock and pop the stick in Murder mission Pop a jigger Smoke a black Wait for my eye to kick in Rob a nigga flat broke He shake back Then I'm gonna rob him again All of that woofing Like you bought that shit But I stop that shit I pop that bitch Slide through your block Murder Nigga, then I'm out that bitch. Look, all of that woofing like you bought that shit, but I stop that shit. I pop that bitch, slide through your block, murder nigga, then I'm out that bitch. All of that woofing like you bought that shit, but I stop that shit. Bitch, I got something to make you lay down. Murder, 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 kill, kill, going through a nigga mind when I'm loading up them K rounds. And we gon' ride through that pussy nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Fuck, boy, we ain't gon' play around. And we gon' ride through that Sitting nigga block one of these nights and let him have it. Fuck, boy, we ain't gonna play around.
No corrections this week other than to say thank you all for all of your support on Twitter and uh, all of our new followers. Welcome. We really appreciate y'all. And uh, please leave a five-star review on iTunes uh, and uh, hit us up on anything at Bodega Box Office. Uh, Let's talk, suggest movies, you know, just nerd out about rap cinema. Not a lot of places do that, and we're always ready. So, yeah, talk to you soon. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.